pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Welcome to Catch the Moment Podcast. I am your host, David Tyree. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This is where you come to get the jewels, the lessons, the experiences that's going to get you to your next moment, cause you to thrive on your journey. Today, I'm with, you know, you might have probably heard me say this, but I'm with a friend, um, a dynamic leader in the marketplace. And, you know, we talk about lessons, leadership, and ultimately mentorship. This is someone that we could all learn from. I want to welcome Carlos Liniax. Right? Did I get that Yeah, you right? got it right. I mean, all these Ooh. years. It took us like 30, 40 years again. Listen, you know, it's risky. It's still risky. Right, I right, was right. like, look, we're going to try this. Because I remember. <laughs> now, your bro- yeah. now, obviously, yeah. we, we come from yeah. the best pedigree ever. Let's just, you know, y'all, y'all going to hear this. Montclair Pride. Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay? I mean, yeah, you're going to hear this week in and week out just because it's a special place. Yeah, And true. again, Carlos, it's, it's people like yourself that are proving Right. I feel like we were there at a special time, too. Yeah. You know, it's still an amazing, amazing community. But um, before I get into, you know, into too much of our relationship, yep. got to ask you, you know, and this, this, this is good because I'm not even sure if I heard this. Where were you the, when you saw the helmet catch? First time you ever Ooh. saw it. Yeah. What were your thoughts? What was your reaction or any significant story if you have one? Oh, my gosh. Well. The, the thoughts and reaction was immediate. First of all, I recognize that the, the, I know you, you talk about the most forgotten touchdown. I was who, like, it, my phone was blowing up, texting all friends. The Montclair community was rallying around yeah. your moments. Oh, there was no question. And then the helmet catch didn't hit me. That was such a iconic moment. I was like, oh my God, did he catch it? Did he have it? Yeah. And, and then, and then when it, it, it was like verified on the replays and everything, I was like, at that moment, my man that we grew up with had one of the best of all time. And it was just, it was known. And I tell you, there were so many people that were texting Montclair yeah. pride. I mean, was living its finest moment at that point. That's the world dope. was watching the world's watching. Yeah. I was at my home and you know, it wasn't a major like party moment or anything huh. like that, but it felt like a party. Cause I was in Montclair, no less no <laughs> doubt. watching it, watching it. Yeah. It's always cool because every time I talk to somebody, you know, they always remember typically exactly where they were when they saw the catch and um you know and I'm a, I'm going to kind of turn the tables and we're going to get to eventually of course get to some of the amazing work I didn't realize how long you have actually been a part of the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization yeah. um so you've really earned your right as as a CEO and the impact that you you know been a trailblazer in this in this mentorship space but you know you also uh now sitting as a as a trustee yeah. Brown University yeah I'm like, man, I can't even get Syracuse to call me back. You know what I'm saying? I, I gave them some love on the podcast. I can't even get them to call me back. I, no, I'm just messing with <laughs> That's funny. No, man. So, but what would you say, you know, it's still early. You're still, yeah. you know, blazing a path. But what would you say is your defining moment Ooh. up to this point? First of all, it is a blessing to be in the work that I'm in. I get paid to do things that um, allow me to pay it forward in so many yeah. ways. I am a product of so many people who mentored me, who poured into me, who kind of gave things to me that they didn't have to. They were not blood related, but they showed up at the right time at the right place. Mm. And so for me in my day job, so the first comments, I've been there at Big Brothers Big Sister for 15 years. 
Amazing. It's it's two things. It's it's an alignment. It's a blessing. It also means I'm getting old. <laughs> you, start, you start measuring your life in decades. That's when you realize, okay, all fair. Yeah, now I'm thinking about like retirement, like what that looks like. All, things I never thought of 20 years ago. But yeah. the work side, the big brothers, big sister side, has just been a constant reiteration of counting my blessings and being able to pay it forward. I, yeah. You know, growing up in Montclair, this this town that people think they know about. And then there's another side of it Man. and uh, beautiful big houses. And then there are people who clean those houses. And, and that was my story. That was our story. Sure. Uh, my mom, single parent, gave us radical love and poured herself into my brother and, and my upbringing, did all that she could to provide us opportunities. But there was a cap. There was a limitation. Yes. And, and when times got tough, you know, there, there were these moments where um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't mm-hmm. smooth. Um, you know, sharing, um, you know, Montclair stories. Uh, Christ Church in Montclair was very uh, supportive of, yeah. of us growing up. Yeah, food super influential, yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I didn't often share the story growing up, and I didn't often share the story um, in college or after. But I started to embrace the things that were part of my experience. The stru- some of the, the real challenges, yeah. And all that stuff culminated into when I got the opportunity to be a big brother's big sisters, mm. a real fuel to the fire to keep that going. Got and, it. And, and, that, and that mission. The connection. Yeah, yeah. That's on big brothers. But then in Brown, it's like, I never in my wildest dream would have ever thought I would be at, at the board level. Um, and, and, and being at the board level, I didn't think I would have much of a voice. Sure. And over, in a re, you know, I've been there for two years now. Excellent. Um, we've been able to um, embrace, I've been able to embrace my lived experience and my, my perspective on things to help guide certain conversations that are really influential. It's so profound because, and you and I, we, we, you know, like anyone who, especially from, at least from our era, and I think we all connect with our era, um, yeah. you know, as call us, you know, I'm, I'm a late, late Gen Xer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was really special because you had true diversity. It wasn't yeah. really f- f- forced, right? Like, and Diversity is great for all the reasons it's great, yeah. but it wasn't an initiative. Yeah. It, it, was, it was real real people, real families right. that actually authentically dwelled together. You know, there was all different kind of people embraced. And like I said, it was, there was no major racial tension. There was jerks. There were emerging young f- people. There were athletes. There were um, future leaders. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was really such a unique experience but again, and I, you know, obviously I played football with your brother, so you yeah. know he's our starting center for a couple of years. Yeah. And hey, folks, this guy right here took my my sister to the prom. <laughs> I, now it's televised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I got I gotta let the world know. You know, I'm I'm, I'm brave. There's no, it was, no it was, it, it, it's funny, right? Because you know I'm the younger brother. Of course, you're trying to be protective. And, yeah, like, who is this my, guy, Carlos, my coming sister, at, knocking at the door on a Friday night? You, you were a breath of fresh air, you know. And, and my sister was hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this guy's courageous because my sister's, you know, she got some edge with her. <laughs> so when you came That's in, great. I'm like, yeah. this, this is what I'm talking about, Jess. This is the kind of guy you need to bring home. So you probably the only person I looked upon with, with, with some credence and respect because I knew you had a future. <laughs> uh, bless you, man. I'm pre- I didn't have a future that night, I tell you, because I, w- I couldn't dance well. Like, I, I remember like, I, I had a deal with Jess. I was like, listen, w- when he starts to get on the dance floor, I am not going to be that guy. You, you're going to dance by yourself. And we went there as friends and all that. And, yep. and she was like, I got. And so she, uh, she would do her dance stuff. And I would just kind of 
be the guy holding up the wall on the well, side. That was just my, that was my job. Hey. And, and, and the wall didn't fall. So <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. Hey, listen, we it from worked. the two-step generation anyway. Like right, this, right. Is a, this is a whole TikTok dancing generation. It's always a few dances right. in everybody's class, but we respected the real dancers. That's right. right? That's there right. was real dancers. Let them do their thing. Yeah. I'll hold the wall. I, I'm holding it down. I'm doing the wall, you know, back in the day, a little drink, chilling right. out. <laughs> right, right. I'll I mean, be here when you finish. Right, right, you know? right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no. Oh, but that, that's yeah. fantastic. You already mentioned just the um, the impact of the people yeah. who really played pivotal roles. Talk about you know, and this is a, this is the world that you live in, right? Yeah. Um, we have you know tried and true statements. Takes a village to raise a child, yeah. and I think in the work of mentorship, yeah. um, it's, it brings more attention to it. So, who were some of those people? If you could name two yeah, yeah. or three that were you know added support to a young emerging man yeah. who's looking to, you know, have a future. I'll name one that aligns with, with the spirit of this conversation. A person who was Montclair through and through and was an athlete too, and hmm. uh, Yogi Berra, who lived in our town. And, and I will tell you. Okay, that, okay. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> uh, I just had it, had it said, you know, Yogi Berra right, lived right. in our town. <laughs> so so the, the spirit of that conversation, I didn't fully understand the, the depth of it until he turned about 90 years old. So mm. I met him when I was in high school, when we were in high school, and um, I was starting a business. Um, so, so I, so I, so high school starting a business. Right. right. I know. I was, I was, my dog. <laughs> he, he didn't tell me. He could have been oh, my sorry. business manager. <laughs> now nah, go ahead. Well, well, I was trying to do something. All right. So if we're going to go along in the story, I'm going I'm to describe the drivers of it. Didn't have a father. Mm, there you go. Didn't have that male role model. My mom uh, had all the love, all the capacity to do so much, but there was a cap there. And I longed for male mentorship. I longed for it. And so awesome. I was introduced, um, by, uh, the, this, this, this mentor, uh, uh, not a formal program. He, he was in our lives for, for a few years to baseball. And I just became so into baseball, like a fanatic, and, and in the 80s and the 90s, the Mets were the team. The Yankees weren't so good. No, they weren't. So, yeah. so the Mets won the World Series in 86, and I was an impressionable young man. And so I just, like, was all in, like, radical, right? And I didn't quite appreciate it then. Now I decode that as to I just gravitated towards positive men that I saw on a regular basis. I saw them on TV. Wow. So then I started to go to these baseball card shows where they sign autographs. So I was like, for $20, I can meet Daryl Strawberry. For $20, I can meet Gary Carter. Yeah. These people I see on TV and these baseball memorabilia shows were happening in hotels all over the state, yeah, all no over the doubt. country. And so then I started, and money was tight with us. So, oh, yeah. so it was the male mentorship that was a driver, but then also money was tight. So every time I'd go, I'd be losing $20. I'd have my fan moment, but I'd be $10, $20 in the hole. In the hole, no doubt. And then I realized someone's running this thing and someone's making money and they're successful because they keep on going and it keeps on going. Ooh. And so I was like, let me see if I can flip it a little bit. And so I was, I was a busboy um, in a couple of restaurants in Montclair, the Marlboro Inn that no longer lives the, uh, oh, is there. Man. Like go, throw, throw, throwbacks, yeah. right? And, <laughs> and so I was saving up my money. I didn't go to a number of shows for, for, for a while. And then I was like, let me, let me run a baseball card show, a memorabilia show. I made some money. I turned that into a bigger show and a bigger show. And then I was like, I need a, a, a celebrity to, to be an anchor for me. And so let me see if I can introduce a concept to Yogi Berra. We used to go to the same church, uh, Immaculate Conception, Montclair, and I pulled him aside, and, and he was nice, he was generous, but it was also like, you're a kid, right? Yeah. Like, I was um, an eighth grader, ninth grader at that time, 
And he was like, is this real or not? And yeah. so there was a little cautiousness, as I'm sure you, you know. Like, yeah. people approach you with a million ideas. Oh, gosh. Well, Tristan, I get, I get my share free. I can, I can only imagine what it was for Yogi. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? And, and then after some back and forth, it was a real offer. And I said, like, listen, I, I want to leap into the big leagues in this business. And by the way, I'm a local kid. By the way, my mom struggles. I see this as a path for a new beginning for me. And my family. And so he, he said, like, I'll take a chance. I'll slash my fees. Uh, of course, I had to pay him. Of course. And then at the end of the show, it was really successful. Um, for you know, I, made, I made thousands of dollars as a teenager. I was like, I see a whole opportunity here. Sure. And, and I walked him back to his car after the show. And he said, kid, I'm in this, this road for, for life with you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm on this path with you. Keep in touch. And so he gave me all his personal information. <laughs> oh, wow. And so that was a start of a critical mentor that... Um, I did keep in touch and I'd be Amazing. in his like kitchen talking about life. And, and at one point I stopped going to school and this is not in Montclair high. It wasn't, um, I didn't talk about it much, uh, but I stopped going to school and I thought, okay, if I start working more as a busboy, sure. more as a uh, waiter and, and then kind of explore this business, that's the better path to make more money to help mom and mm. help the situation home. We, we, um, we were blessed, village, right? Sure. We were blessed to have people allow us to stay in their home in Montclair. Wow. Uh, there were mo I graduated from Montclair High because someone let us stay for my senior year Amazing. in the zip code that gave me access to that public school. Wow. That is not normal. No, it's not. And I, I don't take that lightly. That is a necessary thing that yeah. was part of what made me have access to opportunities and education and stability and a positive community yep. what my mom was considering if we didn't have that was moving to places that were not safe and and i know this now working in the work that i do yep i know this now uh we felt it and uh we were blessed and so i stopped going to school i exploring this business idea exploring um, um having more time to work and then i had people who just into me and got me back to school. Wow. And, and then I asked you. And we're talking about at Brown, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big, and obviously I, not, not cheap. No, not cheap. And I was blessed to, so at that point, I, because I had a gap in my, in my transcript, sure. I asked Yogi to write my recommendation letter to college because he understood why I did that. Mm. And, and he wrote my re recommendation letter, which was, I, I was surprised he did. Yep. Um, and then full circle and, and 90 years old, so a few years before he passed, he tells me, and I didn't know this, that he had dropped out in eighth grade and that him doing that for me was a way for him to pay it forward to kind of live out a cycle of giving because he, were, he, he was storied, he was um, elevated, he was beautiful and iconic, right? Yeah. But he had a regret. He wished he would have kept down the school path and he Oof. didn't. And then all of a sudden this young man, immigrant, right, family, my mom, he had an immigrant uh, Italian background. Sure. Was going, was considering, do I not, do I do this? Do I do that? And he was offering me encouragement that he wished someone encouraged him to do. I Man, think. thanks for sharing that because, you know, there's, there's a few things that can easily be disconnected, especially with our emerging generation, right? We have far more comforts and conveniences, technology. Right. We have parents who want to do their best to keep their kids safe. And I can only imagine even in the mentoring space, we're trying to figure out how to give our kids healthy opportunity to expose themselves to healthy risk, yeah. right? Decision-making. I'm not right. talking about unhealthy environments. Right. What I hear in both of these stories is there were boundaries, there were caps, there were limitations that yeah. were real, yep. right? Like 
our money's not even like real. Most kids aren't using cash anymore, right? Right, 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 right. Everything is becoming invisible. Disconnected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so people are really yeah. disconnected, yeah. but also her duty. Like, you know, mm. like for you and Yogi, like yeah. you felt you had a sense of duty. Mm. What, you know, what are you guys experiencing as, you know, as a lead in the space of mentorship? What are younger kids beginning to not just need, but what are also they looking for? Mm. And how do you kind of like, you know, everybody's mitigating. We're talking about yeah. the entitlement of the generation and some of the negative aspects. Right. What do you feel the needs and, and even in your service with the mentors? Yeah. How is there is, is there a gap there? And what, what you feel like we know they need versus yeah. maybe what they feel like they need? Historically, there have always been challenges, especially in the work that I, I do and the places that we do it. Structural issues that our young people inherit. Uh, not part of their doing, not part of their control. Got it. It, it lands upon them sometimes. It's sometimes it's just environment. Environment, exactly. Where they grew up them, at, right? It's right, exactly. Possibly gang culture, unhealthy, missing pa missing parents. Yeah. Walking from school to home may have so many negative variables mm. that it can hijack a person's life and and tempt them away from their better selves. And so, coming out of the pandemic, though new things have emerged or been amplified in, in a bad way. Um, the mental health challenges that our kids have um, experienced and exposed, and it's not, and something that I thought was maybe temp, uh, temporary, it has lasted and it's been widespread. And, mm. and, and our young people are kind of too quick to able, be able to spiral down a negative path. And, and, and social and, yeah, and all yeah. these things don't help. Uh, they can, but often don't. It, and... Yeah. What we're seeing is the the need for our kids to to have a trusted person in their corner, sure. who who allow them what psychologists call buffering. There so, you go. So so this is like normal state, and we all everyone faces trauma. You go down, go down. Sure. But do you have an ecosystem of people around you, mm. of things around you that love on you, that care for you, that make you kind of bounce back? That's the resiliency. That's the grit uh. that allows you kind of like bounce back. We all have our setbacks. But unfortunately, some of our kids may have people that that aren't around them to offer them that love and care. And so we've seen this like spiral. And if you don't have that um, that the ecosystem of love and support and care, sure, you can easily spiral downwards. And so we're seeing that more and more, and and fairly consistently. Mm. And so that's been the troubling thing of it. So we've partnered with a lot of our healthcare institutes. Great, Georgia City Medical Center has been a blessing to us. Robert awesome. Wood Johnson, uh, Barnabas Health. A lot of the healthcare providers that do this full right. on, they're therapists. Our kids are needing it more. Mm. They need those outlets. But but what's core is that that young person that, that um, is in our care at Big yep. Brothers Big Sisters, they may not be so obvious that they need it. It, it may be the subtle cues. Mm. And that's what that one-to-one -one mentor, I love the power of one-to-one -one mentorship because it's so individualized. It's good. Like if you're with that person over time, you get to notice the little things. You know, David, you're smiling. That's great. Mm -hmm. You're smiling. That's great. But I know you last week, you were really smiling. So did you dial it down? Is something going on at home? Yeah. Is there something different? You, you pick up on the idiosyncrasies of that child. Sure. And so you don't let that young person slip through the cracks and kind of go sp spiraling way down. So the power of a, of a caring adult that's been consistent in the life of that child mm -hmm. can help us as professionals say, okay, something else is going. There may not... They may not be articulating everything. They may not be verbalizing everything, but they're signaling to you because you know them. Mm. No one else knows them the way you do. And so then we start um, uh, galvanizing the village, trying right. to get more formal supports, and we're seeing that more and more. That's pretty powerful, man. That's pretty powerful. Now, when it comes to yourself, 
like obviously you you you've lived the life of mission on a mission. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that we haven't gotten to the stage of your own family, mm. right? Like, and and you have a your, the work that you do has yeah. created family because yeah. there's so much meaning and purpose to it. So how has that been knowing that you you you've created so many powerful mm. dynamics? You've been a part of yeah. the evolution of so many people's development and. At this stage in your in your journey as a leader, but you haven't crossed the road of father right. yet yourself. Right. Is that something that you've thought, wrestled with? Like, yeah. hey, let me I gotta figure this out. And yeah. what do you get through internally? Cause you're so worthy. Yeah. And I mean, like you talk about answers and solutions. Right. What's 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 that journey been for you? It's been one of the toughest things I've had Ooh. to like grapple with okay. on a personal level. Um, I remember in, in middle school, we had a, a, a class, a history class, Mr. McCarthy. And no, you was Glenfield or he? Glen, Glenfield. Glenfield. Okay. You, you were uptown. He. You were uptown. I was downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hang with the uptown kids. Facts, facts, facts. He was on the other side. I got, that was the only taste I got of 07043. Trust me. <laughs> That's um, so I was with him for three years. They had a cycle. And so he really got to know me. And he, at the, those, those critical years, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. They're was, so critical. I was going through some stuff at home without the father, financial issues. And, you know, always, wasn't always doing the right thing um, in school. Yeah. And a lot of temptations, a lot of other things. Um, but yeah. there was a project that, that he had us do. And it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? That kind of thing. I forget the exact thing. But mm -hmm. I said, I want to be a baseball player because that's who I see. That's who I idealize. And, and, and that, that, that was iconic to me. The Mets yeah. were winning those years, right? This is great. And I also told him, I also, in the project, said, I want to be a father. Mm. And I remember Mr. McCarthy pulled me aside. And he was like, are things okay at home? Mm. Talk about a teacher taking, like, going well beyond their task. Wow. Are things Powerful. okay at home? And... And I really, I didn't, I didn't break down and cry, but I felt an emotion I hadn't really kind of captured sure. in my life. I had been burying that. And I knew at that point, I was like, I just want to be a father. This is yeah. like my thing. And I embraced it. I, I doubled down to him and then kind of thought, okay, this is the, the journey that I have in my head for myself. Yeah. And, you know, life has not dealt me those cards yeah. in, in, no, in, in, in a way that has been... Uh, shattering to that image yeah and then I realized like uh, it's not easy but I had to detach from my image of what my life was going to be like mm. um, and and I had it core from middle school like I solidified that middle school year and had always said I'm going to be a father I want to have a kid and I want to have children and so what makes it tough is that I have had to let that image go for when it was when I thought it was going to be sure I can't define what the future will hold mm -hmm. but um but along the way, my work and my life's like lessons have been the redefinition of what family is, yes. and the redefinition of who can play that role and who can and be that and should be that. And that's been the work, sure. and also the 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 opportunity for me personally to feel like I'm part of families, yep. regardless of the blood. Do you want to take your sports betting game to the next level? Look no further than our sponsor, Betting.us. With a user-friendly interface, unbeatable odds, and up-to-the-minute insights, Betting.us is the ultimate sports betting destination. Visit Betting.us today and start winning big. I'm, I'm just glad I asked that question because, you know, those are the hard questions where we have these disappointments along life's journey that we're not 
you know, my, maybe just not in position to talk right. about, right? Like, or, you know, maybe you've, those are private conversations. But yeah. um, when I think, I'm like, man, you're a father of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're talking about Essex County, Union County, yeah. and Hudson County. This is where, you know, uh, the mass population in North Jersey yep. and where many challenges are, you know, battlegrounds yeah. for family. And if there's not people to stand in the gap, mm-hmm. if there's not support systems and mechanisms. So I'm like, man, this, this guy's exemplary. I remember him on prom night. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obviously just yeah. I think we've Thank all you. watched each other's journey from, you know, for the people you care about from a distance. Right. And it's so it's like when I see it, I'm like, man, so not surprising. But I just wanted to salute you. And, and obviously there's hope. I mean, like, hey, man, you know, if you tune in on Catch Your Moment Podcast, my dog. Nah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, that's funny. But I, I appreciate you raise, raising that because that's a topic that um, I think people don't often embrace, and that's that that is part of I think how my journey has unfolded. And, sure. Um, and I've come. I'm, I'm coming to terms with it. It's not like a complete story yet. Like, yeah. Life isn't fully written, but no, nah, man. I appreciate you saying. No, nah, no. Nah, it's I, I, I'm gonna tell you what. Like I've kind of you know my company Truth Transparency Transformation DT three three Ts. So like. Man, there's been some deflating experiences, right? And yeah. sometimes I think I, I think more because mental health is a is a focal point. And I've always had at least avenues and relationships where I can just bear my heart, yeah. whether it's with my wife or with I have a couple great friends where I'm just like, man, I'm I'm broken. Yeah, I'm yeah. broken about this disappointment, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I think it's you know, confession is healing for the soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, you got to cultivate safe places. Everybody's I'm not in the space of just sharing just to share. I know we right. got a digital <laughs> digital generation. Yeah. Everybody on, you know, doing vlogs and crying. I'm like, I'm not crying to the world. These people don't know me. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. these are real experiences. And I think the opportunity right. is really, really, really valuable. So let me get back on track with some of your journey. Like what has, what have been some of the, you know, experiences? I know you were at Goldman, you know, like yeah. how has it come? How have some of your past experiences, whether it's Brown, Goldman, um, and what do you feel like has been like your true value propositions in your role as CEO of Big Brothers? Mm. First of all, it's such a, a meandering, like a nonlinear path to get to where I, I am. Got you. And, and, and so I'm, I'm going to predict there's going to be a nonlinear path from here to the future. <laughs> I just don't know. I can't call what the next yeah. twist and turn in life nice. will, will offer. Um, but my openness to bringing myself to the conversation um, as best as I can, whoever I think I am, right? Yeah. And that evolves constantly. Um, and, and being authentic about that and then being open to others mentoring and, and opening up that door. Goldman was a, was a thing that I didn't know existed at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, now, now as an adult, like I realize, oh my God, that was, that's, that's one of the powerhouse <laughs> institutions in the world, right? And I feel the same way. Like literally, when, like I would hear about this no when idea. I was a player, like, you know, people would throw these big banks out. No idea. And I'm like, why? Why do you keep talking about I, gold? I mean, I'll tell you, the, 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 the mentor that opened up that door for me was at Brown. He said, I see something in you. And he had been uh, full circle. Uh, I, I received a scholarship for a summer program in high school that he was a funder of. I didn't know him. Nice. He was on, he, but it became clear after a while. He went to Brown. He was he was on the board of Brown, and so at Brown, I, I ran for student government. Became visible to him. We became friends. Nice. And he said, "Have you ever thought about banking?" And I, and I said, "No." And I thought he meant to be a teller at a bank. Like I thought <laughs> See, he thought he sees something. This my dog in me, right here. <laughs> and it, I, he means like being a teller. That's all my experience was in banking. 
And he said, have you heard of Goldman Sachs? I was like, never heard of it. And I thought his last name was Goldman or something like that. And, and he was like, well, I, I work there. I'm a partner there. I will open up a door, but it's on you to walk through that door. And I'll help you with the resume. And mm. so he opened up that opportunity. I had never heard of Goldman before. And frankly, I talked to my family in Ecuador. They're like, what's that? I had So there was no context for like encouragement of that. And so the openness of a mentor sure. um, unleashed that possibility. This is so good. But, yeah. but, it, become, but it comes from various levels because yeah. the openness of a mentor um, changed my life to do the work that I do today. So, and that was a young person from Newark that changed my life to kind of encourage me down this path. So Powerful. it comes from all sorts of uh, avenues. Yeah, I, I hope everybody hears that. I mean, like, we have to be open to the, to the voices of people that, especially the people that obviously mean as well, right? You talk yeah. about a mentor. That's right. They're properly positioned to give you insight, wisdom, counsel, guidance, and That's ultimately right. sometimes create opportunities, which obviously it did for you. You know, one of the greatest, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, the treasure is in the people. Mm -hmm. Right. The treasure is in the earthen vessel. And so, you know, I've never been about pursuing treasure. I've been about pursuing people. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can nurture the relationship at the proper time, it'll be well, well seated and mature to the, ex to the extent where if there is a need and ask an, uh, a question. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll pay, you know, it'll pay, the harvest will kind of open up. So uh, your life really your openness yeah. To, to insight and guidance really created some unique opportunities. And I think you you give what you get and, and you, you get go. what you give. It's this abundant mindset that it, it allows you to expand and expand yeah. opportunities. I have a for my for my job, uh, the header, the header of some of our agendas is good energy begets good energy. Mm -hmm. And so if you project it out there, it tends to reciprocate. And, and so with, with, that, with that Goldman experience, Tom was his name, I was, I was just putting out an openness to want a future, didn't know what that looked like, exploring yeah. career opportunities. And then he, he gave it back to me with, with a, an opportunity that landed me a job. Sure. And, and it didn't result in my career, but it, it, it resulted in a really important experience for me to have. You know? Amazing. So wh what are you most excited about? Obviously, there's a lot of impact. And I know you guys focus a lot on the one-on-one. So yeah. I can imagine... Each scenario is his own. Do you guys create a best practice? Like, you know, you have so many different scenarios. You know, what is the end goal when, you're, when you guys are looking to pair these mentors with families or, you know, or young kids, young, young brothers or young sisters? The real strength that we have for my, my local agency. So Big Brothers Big Sisters have been around the country for over a century. So, Absolutely. So it's been tried, tested, and true. Yep. Locally, what sets us apart is that we see so many assets within our community. So what does that mean? We have a lot of mentors, bigs coming from the communities where our children come from. Nice. That's not always the case. And so what does that look like? So a majority of our bigs are black and brown. That isn't nice. a, a, a thing that we targeted. It isn't a thing that, but it certainly stands apart from my colleagues around the country and, and so we have such beauty, such strength in Newark, such beauty, such strength in East Orange and Jersey City and Elizabeth and Plainfield. And so we just tap into that backdrop sure. and, and manifest and allow um, elders in the community, allow established people in the community who have love to give to be connected within the community. It doesn't always mean that, that we, we won't pair a young person from East Orange to Montclair, sure, sure. but, but we, we don't look past the strength of our communities. Powerful. And that I tell you, and, and, and I've had so many conversations around the country 
in terms of amplifying best practices, this is a topic that others uh, long to achieve. And, sure. and we, we, we've done this for 15 years. The majority of our mentors have been black and brown. And, um, and we're proud of that. And we it's do awesome. it um, naturally. Nice. Yeah. You, know, we, you know, obviously I got the organic, you know, you know it's a nice little word. It's organic. It's kind of like Montclair, New Jersey growing up. Yeah. You know, like everybody was there. Right. I, t I tell people what was so special about it, not to deviate from the holistic conversation yeah. that we talk about, it was, it's natural. Relationships came naturally, right? Yeah. Like they came in the context of whatever community that you were a part of. If you were in a band, yep. you probably had some relationships across class, yep. across race that just came natural because there was a shared interest. Yeah. And what's I, so I, I was in the marching band, by the way. I, I think I, I saw you. you. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was playing my French horn no, no. Uh, trumpet while you were performing <laughs> your performance. I was performing mine. Yeah. Well, trust me, it was nothing. If, if you didn't hear the band coming down the block on game day, you yeah. didn't feel like you were a part of the legacy. Right. You know, Montclair football has yeah. generational legacy, yeah. man. So, so this is really good. Man. So I can only imagine you, you really tapped into something special when you were talking about um, the the natural the natural relationships, mm -hmm. you know, I can imagine at this stage in your life you're very much a visionary. What do you see moving forward? First for yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like, I you know like you're you're a vested leader with a sphere of influence within the state. What do you see for yourself first, and then then talk about big you know big bigs yeah. um, along the way. What's interesting and and kind of tough to to grapple with is that. There's a lot of history being made now, which kind of says a little bit of a weird thing about the history. Like, I'm the chairman of my Jersey City Medical Center Hospital Board, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the first uh, Latinx uh, Latino chair of that board. That institution's been around for over a century. It was there before the Statue of Liberty was in Jersey City. Right. And so, so to have that long history, to be the first of... The first. In, and, and it's an immigrant town, right? Jersey City is Big received town. Ellis Island, right? All that stuff. Big town. And, and so um, a it's a little bit of a mixed story about the history, but it's also embracing that it's our moment and our time. Mm. And there, there's a lot of beauty in that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just me, and it's the space that we're able to open up for others. Like you having this this platform is sure. is a blessing. It's it's an opportunity to lift up yeah. those um, what what people call historically underrepresented groups stories, sure. right? Things that had been repressed. And so I think they're coming out of this pandemic. There's so much that went um, on in the world, so many issues, so many historic moments of strife and challenge, pent up emotion. Mm -hmm. What's unleashing after this? What's kind of like exploding into the world now? I hope is a new narrative. I hope it's nice. a new opportunity for for voices who had not been at the table to, to be there. I just happen to, I think, be able to be a good connector, a good uh, communicator when it comes to some stories that may not be often told. Sure. And I'm going to embrace more of that, but also just kind of take a step back and see what other things emerge too, because this is a, a unique, I think, I think history will show that this is a very critical part in human history. Mm. What we went through, what the world went through, was so disproportionate, so extreme. Yes. And, and what emerges, history will point to certain things um, to, to, to show that, that, that those are the critical moments of, of, of new light. That's pretty powerful. I, wanted to, I, I didn't want to forget this because, you know, big difference between boys and girls, right? So 
although the th- you know the theme and the outputs you know become very similar, what are you? What are the biggest differences that you find mm. in in your efforts to serve those those two um, group, those two groups? So there's so many things, but even within each gender, there's such um, differences too. So like, sure. so I think it's just broad. I th- I think what I hold on to is that every child is individual. Mm. Every child has okay. their own light, and how they shine it is just their own choosing, their own path, their own uniqueness. Sure, and, sure. And so for me, I, I've learned to kind of pull back the filters that I try to put into that mm. and just say, like, show me your light and, and let me guide that way. It's good. Um, and, and, and we all have that. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, the way I express myself, my individuality, my, yep. my superpower strengths or whatever they're going to say yep. is, is so my thing. And, and to have an ecosystem of people who push and encourage and, and push and prod that, that's, that's going to make me better. But it, if the Goldman guy, right, would have forced me to go down a path yeah. that would have been embracing his light. True. Um, might not have been uh, the best suited for me and what I give to this world. Mm. Um, I was blessed that he was encouraging, but also able to like saying, okay, now you, I see something different when you, when you go down this path. And frankly, that person, that mentor is supportive of Big Brothers Big Sisters. So he's followed my journey mm-hmm. and and frankly I'm I'm still part of his. So I think it's a matter of the individuality of each That's person good. regardless of the gender. Um, Just res- yeah, respecting the uniqueness yeah. of each and every yeah. individual. I'll, I'll never forget those early lessons it's just talking about that fingerprint how that's still an amazing reality. Like, you're trying to tell me every certain person right? on the world got a different fingerprint. Yeah. Like, that's probably one of the first things you learn when you're young, but it's probably one of the most wondrous realities yeah. of billions of individuals and no one has the same fingerprint. And I think at the end of the day, too, if, if, since if we all have our own individuality, to, have, to know that someone actually sees you. There you go. Like, can actually see your individuality. This. That, 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 to me, is love. That, to me, is unconditional love. That, to me, it's is powerful. support. That's powerful. And if you don't have that, you diminish. If you mm. don't have that, you choose bad things. If you don't have that, then you kind of get tempted by people who give you false love. False. And, and, that, and, and we talked about that earlier. What forms a young person, I think, particularly, is what happens at home, mm-hmm. what happens at school. Those two things really matter. We need to support those things and love on those things and, so and, and constantly rethink those things. School needs to be rethought. Yes, home yes. Life supports need to be rethought. But then also, to me, there's a, there's a gap between the two. And I call that the X factor. It's home life and school life and then the X factor. The X factor is, in, 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 in math terms, it's a variable. It's intentionally could be positive or negative. Sure. It could be the coach. It could be the pastor. It could be the mentor. It could be Man. positive things. It could be the yeah. big brother or big sister. It could also be negative things that show young people love. You know, often when we talk to people who've been tempted down the gang path, it's the love. They, they, that's the community. Family. That's family. Yeah. They show me love. Yeah. And then it's it, but but it's the it's the wrong kind of love. It's the it's the draw. Of, yeah. uh, it doesn't it takes away your shine? It takes away your abundance. It does. And sadly enough, and I don't care to admit how many times I've been to funeral homes for young people mm. robbed of their future. It can go down that path. It sure can. And and so so for me that X factor. My my, my I worked in a school before I was an administrator. I, I, I love and support people who, who love on their homes and, and we need to figure out how to better support that. Sure. But for me, I've embraced the X factor and try to be more uh, a provider of positive X factors than to neutralize the negative. That's so powerful, man. Listen, you, you, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wrap that up right there because you talk about the X factor. We, you can feel the unknown, right? right. You can feel the unknown with positive, with positive energy, with vision, 
with opportunity, with hope. Um, every single one of us have that opportunity. I just really want to celebrate you again, man, because like I said, your your contribution is super duper valuable as, you know, obviously two people who grew up um, from the same pedigree watching you emerge has been inspirational to me. You know, I tell people, I said, I'm, I'm inspired by, I don't think, you know, like obviously playing a game, I, I got a chance to live a dream, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I live the dream. Right, I in couldn't believe way. it when yeah. they when I got my first check. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and they paid me for this, oh right? Right, right, right. right. These, <laughs> I got them. I, I, I win. Yeah, right. That's kind of yeah. how it felt. Yeah. But um, and of course you earn it. But at the same time, I was li- I was living a dream. Yeah. You know, like my transition out of the space is when real life became. Mm. It's like I, I, I came out the fishbowl. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like living in a false reality. So, and you you I personally athletes, we deal with some of the insecurity of our peers having a head start in the real world. Yeah. And so I really celebrate, you know, and I know everybody has to figure it out. Yeah. Even more so when you, it's it, how how much more meaningful and valuable it becomes when you have somebody feeling that X factor. Mm. You know, everybody has to go on that Y axis, but if you have someone that's pouring in guidance, insight, you know, instruction, wisdom, sharing their experience, it enhances and, you know, kind of minimizes collateral damage. So, and that's a lifelong conversation. That's that's the thing that's like the X factor, the mentorship is a lifelong thing. It's not just for youth. It's if if you're really open to it, it will, uh, you will attract it and it, it will be attractive to you. So you will give and you will receive constantly through life so you're an athlete I, I wrestle in college so I was I used to be an athlete I'm Ooh, far no, off that path. I got respect for my I, wrestling I, <laughs> I got respect but, but, but when we had those double like workout sessions yeah. and the next day you were sore what was happening there you were tearing, tearing up your up. muscle and, and that hurt right that was yep. painful but what was happening is then that pain, that soreness was recuperation to be stronger for the next day. There it is. And so the mentorship, I think, is the same thing. It's me, it, to have people around you that see you, who encourage you, and may push you down the path of uncomfortability, but, yep. but with love and, and support will make you stronger for the next thing that will happen because there will always be something that happens. It's powerful. Los, man, we, we'll go all day. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a round two in a, in, in, um just let us know where we can find you, Big Brothers Organization. Give yeah. us a quick drop on the way out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on online, uh, bigbrothersbigsisters.org nice. is the national website. You type in your zip code, and, and a local chapter anywhere in the country can, 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 can capture your interest. That's the blessing of this, this platform. Of course, we want you all in New Jersey. So any Jersey people, love Represent. to have more mentors there, but it's a national platform for sure. Amazing. It's a much-needed one. Man, thank you for your journey. Thank you for your transparency man and um like i said continue to be a father of hope mm. and i'm still rooting for you know i'm still rooting for little lenny x you know i mean still rooting for little lenny x man you know he's strong he's strong he got ecuadorian blood so you're you're a soldier want to thank everybody for tuning in to catch the moment podcast make sure you like subscribe post repost do all that good stuff we're building uh we're building a platform that's going to help you get to your next moment we'll check in soon